Welcome to Thriving Within, a bi-weekly podcast loaded with health information and interviews designed to motivate and empower you. My name is Elaine Hedden, and I'm a holistic physical therapist with over 20 years experience empowering patients to reverse diagnoses such as high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, and hypertension with diet, movement, manual therapy, and other natural methods. Before starting any health journey, let your primary healthcare practitioner know of your intentions. Always remember, your doctor works for you, not the other way around. I work for my patients, they are my boss, and I get hired and fired every day. I always encourage my patients to ask questions and be involved with their health care. The more involved you are with your health, the more empowered you will be to make health care decisions that are right for you. When it comes to our health, one size fits one. We are living in a time more than ever that requires precision medicine and quality health care designed for each individual. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for joining me and start thriving within today. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest today on Thriving Within. And our guest today, her name is Jane Marquis, and she is a naturopathic doctor as well as a homeopath. Her Bachelor's of Arts is in kinesiology from the University of Waterloo. And she earned her Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. And later she pursued uh, some more education. And so she has a second doctorate in homeopathic medicine uh, from the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine. And Dr. Marquis has always held the belief that we are, are more than meets the eye. She has studied several levels of Reiki, a form of energetic healing, and strongly believes that the, it is the energetic component that makes us human, alive, and beyond just a physical body. And she believes that disease often begins with an imbalance in emotion and energy, and that eventually affects us physically in ways that we're unable to see, but that are truly profound. And Jane is an incredible naturopath, has a very interesting uh, history, and I want to just open it up to her to go ahead and just talk a little bit more about, about herself. So Jane, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. So good to be here. I think we're very aligned. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, I first um, heard about you through uh, pharmacist Ben Fuchs, and he, he helped me um, tremendously. I, I have lupus, and, uh, you know, with the, that chronic uh, disease, he's helped reverse a lot of my symptoms. So, I follow Ben pretty close and kind of what pharmacist Ben says, I check out and, and I, I looked at your website and your um, podcasts, which are just fascinating and so um, empowering. So, um, so that's kind of where I reached out to you and I really appreciate this time. So I guess my first question is what uh, initially got you in, in the direction 
of naturopathic medicine? Yeah, you know, I think I came into this world knowing that we had a deep connection to something greater than us, right? And that we were energetic as much as we are flesh and blood. And I remember meditating when I was 12 and, you know, trying to make that connection stronger. And my mom was very much into natural healing and, you know, realizing very young that pharmaceuticals are often, not always, but often a Band-Aid. So they're not looking at the reason why we get sick. And um, early on, I studied Barbara Brennan's book. Um, it's called Hands of Light. And she was a NASA scientist and she could see the human aura. And then she would show distortions in our energetic field with uh, things like emotion or drug abuse or even, you know, pharmaceutical abuse and the different layers of our energetic bodies and all of that. And I was, you know, fascinated by that and uh, it totally resonated as well. And then I read Bruce Lipton when I was in my early 20s, The Biology of Belief. And it was the first book connecting the mind to disease. So, you know, what you believe and the stress you're going through will impact your energetic body, which impacts your physical body. So that made complete sense to me. And it wasn't until... I was actually uh, in my early 30s when I decided to become a naturopathic doctor. I fell into the family business and did that for quite a while, but it wasn't fulfilling what I felt was my sole purpose. And so I can remember getting down on my hands and knees and asking my higher self to give me a sign of what I should be doing in life. And I was walking my dog a few days later and I just got this message and it's quite bizarre. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where it's not your mind thinking, it's like a voice in your head. And it just said, you should be a doctor. And I was, I, I, it never occurred to me, but I was curious. And I went and found the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, which resonated completely. And I was enrolled there, I think within three or four weeks. And my whole life path changed. So that has been uh, a journey since then. And that's where I found homeopathic medicine. I didn't even know what homeopathy was when I uh, started to become a naturopathic doctor. And the reason it resonates so profoundly is it's the, it, one of the only medicines, I believe Chinese medicine also takes into account the, you know, the energetic field, the qi, and what homeopathy calls the vital force. And, but homeopathy really, in order to find a remedy, you need to understand someone's mental emotional state, as well as how they experience each symptom. And it was believed that when you gave a remedy that treated like with like, that the vital force would uh, get activated and it was, uh, a strong motivator and, and force to activating the immune system and removing the, the original cause of the dis disease, right? Disease is unease or like we're out of ease and, uh, 
and so that's that's why I became so in love. Well, it's been my passion since then and becoming the best homeopathic doctor that I could be. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that's beautiful. So now the naturopathic medicine, obviously you don't prescribe uh, pharmaceutical medic- medications, um, but you're doing more herbology or supplements or both? So, uh, yeah, a naturopathic doctor is trained to understand pharmaceuticals and how they act and pathology. We we actually get the training that a doctor would get, but then we're taught how to treat it naturally and to find out the cause of disease. So we treat, as a naturopath, we treat with botanicals and um and supplements, like you mentioned, but also we are trained in Chinese medicine and massage and homeopathy. So a number of modalities. And then I just chose to become as good as I could be at homeopathy because it's also a very deep study. So some naturopaths decide to specialize in a way in one of those modalities. Now, for the listeners that are maybe interested or thinking about, ah, you know, I'd like a career in in naturopathic or homeopathic. So I guess time-wise, how many years were you in school? So it's a four-year degree uh, post-university. You have to have a university degree. And then it's uh, a four-year degree after that. And uh, I did it in five because I also got pregnant with twins early on in that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and then homeopathy, you could study homeopathy, just become a homeopathic doctor as well, which is a three-year study. But they allowed me to do that in two because I already had a lot of the training. And uh so that yeah, that's the scoop on that. <laughs> so you're you're you were very busy in your twenties. So because you have your bachelor's, which is four, yeah, and then it sounds like another six years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Four plus wow. five plus two more. I sometimes when I add it up, I go wow. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <But> it flew. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it goes by fast. So now with the uh, homeopathy pathic the what i have heard i and i just don't understand very much about it but the concept is that the concept of like detracts yes. like it's like you're taking a, a minuscule amount of whatever that substance is that's causing the problem is that correct yeah so homeo homeopathy homeo means like and pathy means suffering. So it's taking a, a remedy that that's what we call a natural substance that's made into homeopathic. It's taking a remedy that matches the disease or the, the suffering that someone is going through and like cancels out like or like cures like. And Does that make sense? Yeah. I can yes. explain it. And so it's hard, it's hard to wrap our minds around it because it's so different from Western medicine. And even the way you give it is so different. But um, it was, I can, I can give you 
a couple examples. Like when homie when it was first discovered, um, Hahnemann realized that chinchilla bark could help cure malaria, and it was a very bitter bark. But he knew that other bitter substances didn't cure malaria. And when he took it himself, as he was a healthy person, didn't have malaria, it caused similar symptoms to malaria. So he wondered if that was the reason that it was curing malaria with the like cures like. And then he realized that there were many substances on the planet that, if given, would do the same thing but that you needed to reduce them to the point of doing no harm. So they were reduced by a, a potency and succussion so that they, uh, any, any substance, including say mercury, could be given in a very safe way. So it was reduced, now we know, to the form of nanoparticles or almost energy. But that energy is giving the body the same information that caused the problem and it, cancel, it helps cancel it out. So it allows the vital force then to heal the disease. Wow, that is fascinating. So is homeopath, homeopathy and quantum physics, is there a relation? Well, you know, I've interviewed quite a few uh, scientists that are into scalar field quantum physics and, uh, you know, that kind of study and they all concur that homeopathy is very real and very helpful and mm. I think it's I think it's um, a form of medicine to be honest that is so curative that when understood it would probably um, challenge the pharmaceutical industry because it's so safe so effective and cost pennies right and it can't right. be it can't be patented because it's made from nature. So right, right, so fascinating. It, yeah, yeah. So to me, when it's being attacked, to me that's the reason. That yeah, and right. It, now yeah. I I will see in health food stores, um, homeopathic remedies. It, it there's lots of these little tiny vials, lots of Latin names. It's very overwhelming. So what's your opinion on, you know, doing some research on the internet and then just going to a health food store and starting a remedy? Well, so there's two ways of looking at homeopathy. And one of them is to just treat something acutely. But what's happening when you do that is you're not getting as much information as if you had your case taken. And even in my book, I try to give some examples of going a little bit deeper, like thinking about the emotion behind the sickness. So if you, you know, you go in and they say, allium sepa is good for colds. That's very true because allium is, allium sepa is onion. And if you peel an onion and cut it up, you're going to get a runny nose and teared, you know, tear, tears coming down your eyes. And so it suits a cold that has a runny nose and runny eyes, right? And often, often it does work for that type of cold. Um, but there's, there's an emotional component behind it that if that's also there, 
then it's more likely that the remedy will help you. And homeopathy is based on individual symptoms, like the, the, the way that an individual will experience a cold or a flu is completely different from someone else. So when it doesn't work, what people don't understand is that the, ex, the information behind giving the remedy just hasn't been taken into consideration. So the mental, emotional, and exactly how you're uh, feeling this cold. So is it a burning in the nose? You know, there's so many things that a homeopath looks at. Okay, so maybe it's not the best idea to um, self-treat. I think I need this. It probably would be best to to work with a naturopath or a homeopath rather than trying to figure out the complexity of all these systems. It is ideal for sure. And on the other hand, I wrote my book. Which I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. you have a, a great because, book. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's I'm going to give it the title here real quick. It's okay. Empowered. So uh, like the letters I-N. So it, Jane Marquis Empowered Handbook. Uh, uh, by you and also written with Maria Reed. So I'm going to include that in the show notes, but what was your goal behind this book? Well, I've, you know, I've got 20 years of study in naturopathic medicine, but what I realized is that many people get very fearful of disease because they don't understand that it's actually trying to train their immune system and that there's very natural ways of just helping their vital force overcoming it. And so I just wanted to educate people so that they were empowered. And I did that by providing them with information on 12 cell salts, which are, we can talk about briefly, but I, I would also always teach mothers and people about cell salts because they were so simple and so helpful, you know, in, in helping most diseases. And I chose 17 homeopathic remedies that you could start to learn about how homeopathy works. And I just included remedies that could be useful every day, like Allium Sepa, which could be used for the common cold, or Apis, which is treats any bug bites, but especially Apis is honeybee, right? So if you're bitten by a a bee and arnica. So 17 remedies that you could just start to know how to use them, when to use them, and then hopefully develop a curiosity to learn more about homeopathy and cell salts. Fascinating. Thank you for, for making that book and putting it out and being a mom and a practitioner. <laughs> I know it's a lot. And then also on your website, you have uh, an e-course on cell salts and it is so beautifully written um the it it just it's very it i felt like it had some different aspects from the book as well so um just briefly i guess if you could explain to the audience what what are these cell salts and and what's the origin of that particular form of treatment so the beauty of cell salts is that there's 12 
so it's simplified homeopathy there's 2000 and cell salts are made similarly to homeopathy but they're only percussed reduced to the point of 60 so there's still some of the the salt left in the cell salt <laughs> and they're used a little bit more like conventional uh, therapies like nutrition and uh, vitamin medicine in that you're giving the cell salt that matches what would be missing in the body. So uh, a symptom has come forward. Uh, so like if you're, if you've broken a bone, calc phos, and it's called a salt because there's two minerals connected but calc phos makes up a lot of our bones along with calc floor and magnesium phosphoricum. And those are three of the cell salts. So if you had broken a bone, then you would take uh, especially calc phos and calc floor and, and mag, mag phos. So it's used a bit more to replace minerals that might be needed or lost, whereas homeopathy is used more with the like cures like premise and and uh, stimulates the vital force that way. So, okay. yeah. So, so there's 12 cell salts and um, in your e-course, they're in a certain pattern, but then, you know, one through 12, but then I went to my local health food store that the numbers, it had it numbered one through 12, but they were, in a different order. So is there, is there a particular order? Is that uniform or your e-course in that way? Um, yeah. Like they're always numbered one to 12, but I presented them in a way that made sense to me after using them for a number of years. Okay. So I would, I would prescribe uh, calc phos, you know, ferrum phos, the ones, the ones that I write about, at the beginning, I, I would prescribe them a lot. And I found them very, very useful, especially okay. for the, you know, the beginning of colds or the common things that happen to us, broken right. bones, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. You know, because I um, am sort of where I'm going with this is during the last um, couple of years with what everything's been going on, and I don't want to get us censored, so I'll have to you know, choose my words, but um, in my patients, because um, I'm a physical therapist, uh, I've noticed um, there's this huge void of a spiritual hunger, aching, you know, because health health is, yes, physical, but there's also mental, emotional, and uh, spiritual health as well. Um, so there's just a lot of, of hunger and a aching out there. And when I read through your e-course uh, and it's beautifully written there just resonated with me this huge spiritual component to your writing so i'm wondering can a patient pursue a homeopath um, not only for the physical issues that they have or mental emotional but if there's or longing or aching, can cell salts help that part of our body's balance? I think that both cell salts and homeopathy help reconnect us 
to source or our higher self. And uh, cell salts do it in a more subtle way. And they certainly don't interfere with the connection like some, some things may. Um, and then I find with homeopathy, when you take into account the reason for disease, it often comes from a, a mental emotional program that's been running since we were children that's causing stress when we get triggered and it keeps us in a loop that we constantly go back into but with homeopathy and in cell salts in a lesser degree we break the loop and it allows us to spiral up <laughs> very good so you know in physical therapy we I, I was taught we've got this pain spasm pain cycle kind of that same concept of a loop mm -hmm. so if you can break that looping pattern then the body which is designed to heal can then begin to heal so is it similar concept yeah and also though the mind is very connected to what happens in our body so if you're if you through a homeopathic remedy stop ruminating on a sadness that is causing the disease then your your spirit is freed up to connect to who you truly are and you know do your life purpose but the loop often stops us you know it, it keeps us ruminating and we're stuck and so yeah so a homeopathic remedy or even a cell salt will allow us to go into more flow okay that is beautiful and you um, you're in the process of updating, I think, your, your website as some transition so that your website is uh, empoweredhealth.com. And I'll put that in the show notes so um, people can find you um, it, and they can reach out to you for more information. Yeah, there is a way of contacting me there. So, yeah, and I always okay. respond. Yeah. And then is your um, e-course on cell salts, is that um, on your updated website? It's morphed into my book. So I just oh, felt okay. that I needed to give more information on how to take cell salts and homeopathy. And, you know, there's, there's potentization that isn't really well understood by many people. And so it helps you understand potentization and then how often to take a remedy or a cell salt, the history behind them, and then it gives the information as before okay. on 12 Perfect. salts, but also 17 remedies. Okay, and it so looks like... Kind of added to it, yeah. Okay, so in your book, looks like it's available um, on Amazon, and is it Friesen Bookstore? Yeah, Friesen Press, and you can just Friesen. order it. Okay. Yeah, and okay. both those links are in my website. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, um, hopefully people will just maybe wake up to the idea that maybe there's other ways to look at the body. Uh, Western medicine tends to be very what's called reductionist. Um, you know, they don't look at the whole system. They just maybe look at, well, take this if you have that. But it sounds like the naturopathic philosophy concept is is our whole body and just looking at the whole system um, as well. 
Yeah, looking at the whole system and looking to find the root cause, you know, whether okay. it's, yeah, this, this particular mental, emotional uh, loop or thought that's causing the stress right. in the first place. And that can come, that can be very unconscious. So I've, I've also been very uh, intrigued with understanding the unconscious mind and how to because it's it the unconscious mind is there to protect us and it doesn't reveal its secrets or the reason that you know it's it's uh programmed in a certain way so to get beyond the surface of what's going on and into that deeper part of us is is my passion yeah and do you see a difference between so i'll you know this is all very fascinating to me and i'll I'll see um, the terminology unconscious mind, and then I'll also see subconscious. Do is there a distinction between those two? Yeah, like the unconscious mind is the programmed part of us from the ages of one to seven, where we learn through the five senses how to perceive the world, and you know what is an apple through touch, taste feeling, um, smell, and then eventually it becomes so that we just know it's an apple, right? Um, So we're programmed through the five senses, and that's the unconscious mind. And then the subconscious, is that deeper? Well, it's just a terminology that's used to um, talk about you know, subconscious beliefs and that kind of thing. But okay. I, okay. yeah, I understand the unconscious mind to be the study of okay. how we're programmed in the first place. Okay. Cause I'll, I'll hear both of those terms used and I've, I've just wondered if, are they um, interchangeable or, you know, do honestly, do science, does science really even understand what consciousness is? Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, this is just amazing. So um, if uh, listeners want to reach out to you, they in the show notes, uh, I'll include uh, your website, which has uh, a link, I think you can uh, email to you. And then also your podcasts are just so informative and educational. I guess as well on your updated website and any, any other last um, bits of advice for someone who's looking for um, something natural, you you know, if you need to go to your physician, if you're sick, if you're ill, by all means, you know, go to a doctor, seek um, help. But if you have that help and you're trying to look at things maybe from a different perspective and use that Socratic method of, of asking questions of all sides. Um, what, what would be your advice for someone looking for that alternative perspective to balance out that Western perspective? Yeah, I'd, I'd say to always remember that a diagnosis isn't who you are and that the, you know, that diagnosis is just a label that, healing comes from a much deeper place and that it's possible for everyone and our bodies are designed to heal. So just, you know, be empowered, 
search for your own inner truth, right? And what, what resonates with you and pursue it and believe that you are whole and empowered. That sounds like very good advice. Well, I thank you so much for carving time out of your busy day, working this interview in between patients. And thank you to the listeners for joining and go to the show notes if you want to find out more. And thank you so much for joining us on Thriving Within. Thank you, Elaine.